Hey everybody, it's Kyle. I am in the Kia on the way to FanCon 49 in Lawrence, Kansas, Douglas County Fairgrounds. Uh, Saturday morning, just driving on my way there. Looking to pick up uh, some Marvel Super Specials. Don't know if you're familiar with those. Uh, if you're not, uh, tell you a quick, quick uh, couple blurbs about them. First of all, in the 70s and 80s, they used to make car comic adaptations of everything. Uh, every movie, uh, and I'm sure you guys have even heard of uh, Classics Illustrated. Uh, buddy of mine, uh, his dad had a boxes full of comics, and I've still got them. I'm sorry, I haven't looked through all of them yet. Um, but he has almost a whole set of Cl Classics Illustrated in there. Those are pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, Marvel had a series, and they were magazine size. Uh, they might have even had some that were bigger than that, but I know they had magazine size for a long time. And they would be comic adaptations of all kinds of things. Um, the most notable ones I remember uh, are Jaws 2. Yes, there was a comics adaptation of Jaws 2. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes, again, not the most exciting comic book read you can imagine, but uh, still very interesting. Uh, they also had um, Xanadu. That's another one that's kind of funny. Uh, yes, the musical movie Xanadu with, uh, let's see who's in that, Gene Kelly and definitely, definitely uh, oh my God, how can I, Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> if you've never seen that movie, it's quite a gem. Uh, regardless, uh, I'm, I'm looking to kind of collect some of those again. They, they were kind of a big thing for me when I was a kid. I really loved them, and uh, they're kind of an interesting art form uh, for that time. It's definitely pop culture reference, not true art. I'm sure they were just cranking them out as fast as they could. Uh, but one I would really like to find, I'm not sure if this is a Marvel super special or not, but I know there was a comics adaptation of Time Bandits. I would really like to try and find that, if possible. I don't think it'll be an easy find, and I don't think it was a Marvel Super Special either, but Time Bandits would be a blast if I could find that one. I love that movie. My buddy uh, Mikey and I were talking about it yesterday. That's one of our favorite movies. And then, actually, the conversation was so intriguing. Last night, for the first time ever, my wife watched The Fisher King. We watched Fisher King together. She had never seen it. Uh, if you haven't seen it in a long time, I, I highly recommend it. I mean, there's some very 80s slash early 90s stuff in it, um, but it's still such an amazing film. Uh, Terry Gilliam is is quite a remarkable person. Anyway, I would love to find that Time Bandits uh, comics adaptation if I could, too. So I'm going to look for those. That's mostly what I'm interested in. I'm not a true comic connoisseur. I'm not looking for Batman number 47 or any crap like that. That's just not my deal. I, I appreciate the people who are into that. I think it's cool. I, I, it's just not my thing. I'm more of a, I, I read a lot of horror comics or strange sci-fi comics um, and I really love these uh, movie adaptations. I still love movie adaptations. Uh, I have The Force Awakens and uh, Rogue One at home. I'd like to get Last Jedi. I haven't seen that one around anywhere. 
but I'm sure it's coming. Um, but I love stuff like that. Anyway, that's what I'm headed to do. Going solo for a lot of reasons. Number one, if my kids came with me, as much as I'd love them to be there with me, uh, all it ends up being is, can you get me this? Can you get me this? You know, kind of stuff. And that's cool. I mean, I remember being a kid, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I took care of shit when I got it. <laughs> These guys just don't. So I'm just not up for paying for that for them. Uh, anyway, so it's been a long time coming. Sorry it's taken so long. We have not gotten together and recorded another one. Um, <clears throat> but we will. It, it's been a little hectic around with the, with the, the scout dads. So what we're going to do is I'm going to do a shorty here, and I may have some clips I might put after this, which are recordings from various locations, the ones at the ranch, um, as well as I think I might be able to clean one up enough from the dad fishing trip. Um, and I don't mean clean it up as in the language and content because there, there's just nothing. There's no getting rid of that, <laughs> cleaning that up. That's permanently foul. I mean cleaning up the... Uh, the sound of it so that you can make out what's going on exactly. The good news is now I have this microphone that I'm using right now, which is a portable uh, mic that goes into USB-C right into my phone. So that'll work out a lot better. I will remove a lot of this car driving background noise if I can, as much as I can anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, i probably throw something like that on the end of this, but <clears throat> I'll just go ahead and cover a few things that we usually cover. Sorry, no shit story. I apologize. Um, but let's go ahead and start out with uh, something that's bugging me. Well, I can tell you not so much something that's bugging me as something that's not bugging me. And that is because I went ahead and removed the Facebook app from my phone. Um, I still have a Facebook account, and that's fine. I did go into the settings on the Facebook account and remove all the third-party apps that are associated with it um, except for Instagram because I I know Instagram is owned by Facebook I know but I love Instagram my son's on there so I want to be on there watching what he's doing um, but at the same time I'm interested in what he finds funny and and stuff like that um, and I like to post pictures I like to post pictures of what the family's up to and what the kids are up to and and I can share it directly to Facebook from within Instagram. So that's cool. So I'm keeping my account open. I'm just not going to have the app on my phone. Uh, I did kind of break a little bit of radio silence on that and wrote a little homage uh, to the lovely Ms. April Farmer who passed away, unfortunately, in October of last year and it was her birthday so I went and wrote a little piece on there you know let her know everything's fine you know we're we got an army of people out here uh, homies of, of your husband's and we're all making sure that he's okay and your kids are okay and <clears throat> you know all that stuff but anyway I'm not gonna get too into that because I was crying when I was writing it I'll be totally honest with you um, but I did break silence for that. But other than that, posts that you see on there now are either going to be uh, created directly from the uh, 
software that I, and, and the website that I use for these podcasts. And they may also be created by other uh, apps like Instagram or something like that that I can share directly to Facebook from there. I'm not going to be posting things directly on Facebook anymore. I mean, the big reason why is because, man, there's just so many people on there that all they want to do is argue. And, man, you know, it's been liberating. This week has been, it's been a great feeling, man. Not, not being all uptight and pissed off because some prickwad went on there and, and <laughs> called somebody else that I care about or somebody that doesn't deserve it, a horrible name, and treated them like shit. It's been nice to avoid that this week. And I think I want to continue to avoid that. So, uh, it's again, it's not something so much that's bugging me as something that's, that's not bugging me, that's been pretty great. Okay, what am I into right now? Man, I'm, I, I'm still really into Black Lightning. Uh, Black Lightning is fantastic, man. If you guys haven't watched that, it is so unlike any other show on the CW that it's amazing. And, and we watch The Flash, and we love The Flash, but it's very campy and corny and stuff. And, I mean, Black Lightning can touch that sometimes. It can be a little bit that way. No offense, Mikey. But it is DC. And DC stuff is a little campy and corny sometimes. Uh, so is Marvel sometimes. But DC really is. And yeah, this show's not like that, man. This show is amazing. He's not fighting others, you know, arch villains with superpowers and shit. He's out there fighting for the people fighting on the streets and and it's amazing man i I just really love that show it's got to be one of the more well-made superhero tv shows that's straightforward superhero uh you know legion is pretty amazing too on fx if you haven't seen that but it's not very straightforward and uh and i don't think he's necessarily a hero either um and then the daredevil and all the marvel series on on netflix are great too but you know, again, those are those are a little different for a mainstream show. This, sh- the Bl- Black Lightning is amazing, and I highly suggest it. It's probably the one of the few DC things that I've really fallen in love with. So, check it out if you get a chance. Uh, music, I'm kind of all over the place right now on music. Uh, I have been listening to a lot of old Black Sabbath. I love Black Sabbath, man. You know, they're a very underrated band, and uh, you know, if you if you haven't listened to Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. If you haven't listened to that album, you need to go check it out because listen to it and then look and see when it was published and you're going to shit your pants because it was way ahead of the game. And those guys were really pretty advanced uh, as far as, you know, their music was way ahead of its time. So I really dig them. Uh, We are going to go see, April and I are going to go see Brit Floyd, which is a, I don't know if you've heard of any of those Pink Floyd cover bands that are like huge you know and do huge shows we're going to go check them out i got tickets for that we're also going to see hollow notes this summer we're both pretty excited about that i think rich girl might be one of my favorite songs of all time uh and looking forward to, to seeing them live of course we'll be a hundred miles away but that's fine i don't care man we'll be there um and i'm trying to think of anything else we did go see ready player one it was okay i mean you know, to be honest with you, the source material is not that great. It's not that great of a book. Um, it's an interesting book, and, and of course I love all the homage, you know, to the 80s, because that's that's when I grew up. So 
that's fun and that's interesting, but uh, you know, it's not a really plot-driven, heavy. Even the characters are pretty shallow, and they could be anybody. You know, uh, the movie's the same thing. I mean, you know, throw, with a dash of Spielberg, so it's kind of corny. Um, but I will hand it to him, man. He he visualized some of the things in that book that are very difficult to imagine, and he was able to pull that off pretty well. So if if you're into that stuff and you're into the stuff from the 80s and the early 90s, I would recommend checking it out. If you're not, you might still really like it. You might like it better than people who do like that stuff. I don't know. You'll have to see. But it, you could probably wait till it comes out on video. It's not important that you go see it in a theater. It was very immersive and, and, and beautiful at moments, and the kids were really into it. I know Chris, I know big Chris TNT looked at me a couple times when things popped up on the screen, and and he was really excited to see them. A um, couple little things I noticed in the, one of the big battles. I saw some battle toads. I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, another part is in a workshop um, where they fix ships and they fix things. I saw the uh, pod from 2001: A Space Odyssey, which is interesting because that movie was made in 1968. So, uh, but still, I love to see stuff like that. Also, that pod, by the way, shows up in Watto's junkyard. In the Phantom Menace, uh, episode one of Star Wars. Horrible movie, but cool that it shows up in there. <laughs> I know George Lucas was a fan of, of 2001, so that's probably why. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ready Player One, it's okay. Again, if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, you're going to like it or you're going to hate it. If you're not a fan, you probably just like it, <laughs> you know? But it does have some corny moments in it, definitely. It is very Spielbergian. Um, they did make some serious changes to it, but they had to. You know, you have to make it a, a movie that's two hours and something, not five movies that are two hours and something. So <clears throat> I think it turned out pretty good. Um, I think I already said Black Panther. We went and saw Black Panther. And I, I got to tell you right now, I think that's the best Marvel movie made. I, I think it's an incredible film. It's absolutely gorgeous. The story's amazing. It's, it's just a... It's an amazing superhero movie. I would have never figured that I would like it that much, but I really, really like that movie. I find it very interesting because there's, there was a lot of hullabaloo. A lot of the lunatics out there tried to say that, you know, it was racist towards white people and all that shit. Come on, man. Keep reaching. Keep reaching. It wasn't at all. It's just a good movie, man. Yeah, yeah. There's one scene, I think, where somebody says, oh, now i got to fix this broken white boy. Yeah, it's funny. People got pissed off about that. It cracks me up. Go back and look at the movie Better Off Dead from 1980-something. I want to say 89, maybe, with John Cusack. And there's a part where he tries to hang himself or he falls over a bridge into a trash truck. And as he's going along, a black guy looks down and says, Oh, man, somebody threw away a perfectly good white boy. I wonder, where were all the people that were pissed off about that being racist? Interesting. You know why? It's because we're all fucking full of shit nowadays. That's why. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, it's a good movie. I highly recommend that movie. Um, I think that's about it. I don't really have anything else to, to go on and on about. I mean, Happen Leonard, the new se season, uh, I think it's called Two Bear Mambo is really great. If you haven't seen that, that show is just really great. 
We did start watching The Terror, um, which is really good as well. Uh, my buddy Salva brought that one up to me, and man, I, we love that show. It's amazing. Um, that's about it, man. Oh, if you haven't seen the documentary series on Netflix yet called Wild Wild Country, it is astounding. Uh, I had heard of the Rajneeshis, and I remember a little bit hearing about that shit in the news when I was a kid. Uh, but there was so much other stuff going on. I mean, you had the Atlanta child murders happening around the same time. You had the Tylenol killer. You had a lot of crazy shit happening. Um, so I don't remember it all that well, but boy, that documentary lays it all out for you. I think it's six parts. They're each an hour or a little bit more each. And man, it's, it's incredible. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. Netflix is really bringing it when it comes to some of this stuff. Uh, so, hey, by the way, Steven Spielberg, I don't, I don't think anybody gives a shit what you think about Netflix movies being up for Oscars. They're going to end up being up for Oscars, and they're going to end up winning Oscars. And maybe that's why you're so fucking scared. Because you haven't made anything that's Oscar-worthy in decades, buddy. Uh, the last thing really was probably Saving Private Ryan, which has a huge plot hole in it, by the way. If you ever want to know about it, just ask me. Uh, that's about it, guys. I will go ahead and drop it here to some clip. Don't know what it's going to be yet, uh, but check it out. Take it easy, everybody, and we'll be back real soon. Didn't that have Apollo Creed in it too? Yep. Yep. Uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yeah, that's right. Jesse Ventura had that big gun. I might watch Predator and they roll right into Conan the Barbarian. Oh, the first one? Oh. Yeah. I might roll right in. That's an experience, that one. That is. Man, the, one of my favorite movies they remade. Uh, what do they call it now? The Mad Max? What's the new oh, uh, they that made, was the best. It's not right there. It's not right No. No, not two. They, like, remade. They, they redid it recently. Yes. Yes. God damn it. Fury Road. Even though it came out, like, two years ago. Mad Max. Yeah. yeah. It's a different story. Yeah, it's not even really cool. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the same story. As it's the fucking good. Uh, I saw the trailer. Oh, dude, you haven't seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. You got to see that it's movie. The best really? movie. Yeah, man, that's the best Mad Max. Fury Road is the best action movie ever made. It's the best Mad Max. New one, like the two year old. Yes. Really? It's the best Mad Max. All right. It's right up there with the best picture. It was fucking great. It was solid. Sure, he's there. Yeah, yeah, she is yeah. fucking amazing. She is amazing. Dude, her character transformation is unreal. Yeah. yeah. What was the one where she was that fucking monster? Killer? Monster, yeah. monster yeah. killer. God damn. That and she is she is. We saw Atomic Not Blonde. Monster no, but I mean, she's Atomic Blonde. Have you guys seen Atomic Blonde? No, I saw the trailer for that. I'm telling you guys, gotta watch that show. Atomic. It's on, uh, I've got 15 free credits on Voodoo now. Well, they better go. They sent me a bunch of stuff for some reason. better go get Atomic Blonde. All right, I'm on. That's spank baby material. I mean, I, don't, I feel like I'm beyond jerking off to movie scenes. Like, <laughs> I think I'm just 
story for you guys. So, so I was in Japanese class and I had this little professor, Odoma Michael Sensei, and she had like, uh, she was kind of dis- disabled. She had like a, one shoe was taller than the other. Something was wrong with her leg. And uh, but she was the coolest teacher, man. So, or something like that. Anyway, she goes, what are you doing this weekend, Kyle? What are you up to this weekend? And I said, I'm just going to go down and rent some movies down at Liberty Hall and just hang out watch movies this weekend, kind of take it easy. And she said, oh, you like Japanese cinema, don't you? I'm like, yeah. She goes, have you seen our greatest film ever? I'm like, no. She said, it's called In the Realm of the Senses. And I said, oh, really? And she goes, yeah, it's based on a true story. Check it out. And I said, okay. So I went and rented this movie, and my ex-wife and I were watching it, and it's about this guy, and he's home during World War II. He couldn't fight for some reason, so he's taken up with these fucking geishas, and all of a sudden, I'm sitting here watching this movie, and he takes, they bring him some, they've been fucking all day, and they bring him a tray of food, and he takes the fucking hard-boiled egg and sticks it up his girl's pussy. And makes her lay it like an egg, like a chicken. And then he eats the egg, and I go, God damn, man. What? my sensei is a baller, man. my sensei fucking picking some. And they're fucking, they're sucking dick in that movie. He fucking comes in her mouth. And I'm like, This is your number one movie in Japan? Man, I think I like these motherfuckers. Yeah, Don't they sell, like, used panties and vending machines and shit? Yeah. Slightly more babies in the uh, vending machine. Now I'm gonna have to fucking try to find this. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. There's, There's a lot of bushes. There's a lot of bushes. <laughs> 